Hey guys, welcome to uh, TYT, The Conversation. I like that it came to me as if I'm gonna be interviewing Jank, but I'm not really interviewing Jank, we're having a conversation just freely. Meaning I'm gonna sit here and he's gonna uh, talk about his election. We're having a conversation on the conversation. We are, okay. it's gonna happen. Right. Like this is not like one of those cheesy like here with us now is congressional candidate for California's 25th district, Jank Uger. Thank you for joining us, Jank. Uh, why, are you saying we did that before? Yeah, cuz we had to <laughs> legally, um, but anyway. Yes. Okay. <laughs> So, uh, since I'm a former congressional candidate, we say anything we like. Uh, so, uh, I want to talk about lessons learned uh, from the race. I want to talk about um, the experience in the race. Was it good? Was it bad? Um, plenty of bad stuff, plenty of good stuff. Uh, so, for those of you who don't know, uh, I uh, got walloped. Okay, did not win, uh, and and now all, all the results are not in. California's Crazy. Mm -hmm. There's only 68% reporting, okay? But it, we're not close to winning, so it's not like it's a nail biter, right? right? I conceded last night and I called Christie's team and I told my supporters to support her. So, first, let's talk about that. Okay. Oh. Hold on, hold on, hold on, okay? So, now, whenever you do this, you get criticism from both sides, including Casper, apparently. Uh, oh my God. Okay, hold on. Okay, go hold ahead. On. Okay. So, um, Okay, it looks like Chrissy Smith's gonna come in first, and I don't think they've even called it yet because it's only 68% reporting. But it looks like Mike Garcia is gonna come in second. They're gonna be the top two, and they're gonna go to the runoff. Mike Garcia is one of the Republicans in the race. So why do I say support Christy Smith? Because it's like, well, you did. People say, oh, you're such a hypocrite because you said Christy Smith took all this money that's corrupting her. Yeah. She did and she does, and I don't. I haven't changed my mind 1% on that. But do you think Mike Garcia doesn't? <laughs> no, Mike Garcia takes the same money, if not more, if not worse. And he kisses Donald Trump's ass. He says Steve Knight, the other Republican in the race, was a never Trumper. Steve Knight voted with Donald Trump 99% of the time. So I don't get, like it's a no brainer. On the other hand, people say, um, you know, you're not, you should have your folks volunteer for her, your supporters volunteer for her and donate to her, no deal. And and they'll say, oh my God, you're so not classy for doing that. No, no, I have a rule, I've never changed that rule and I'm not changing this rule now. If someone in the Democratic Party takes corporate PAC money, then you've, you know, you've decided that that's the direction you wanna go. You got your corporate friends, you take money from them. If you're gonna donate a dollar, you're gonna donate hard earned money from your life, you should give it to a progressive who's uncorrupted and does not take corporate PAC money. And But that doesn't mean you don't vote for the corporate Democrat because the other option is worse. I think that rule makes perfect sense. And I so you tell me what's wrong with that rule um, but on both sides. No, I, I get what you're saying and I think that in any previous year, I might have agreed with you, but Knowing what I know about Christy Smith, knowing about the dirty games that she played, knowing about the acts of intimidation she engaged in to try to get you to drop out of that race. Yeah. I can't in good conscience tell anyone to support her in any way, right? And I understand that you know by, by refusing to tell people to support her, you create a situation in which Mike Garcia, a Republican, has the upper hand or has some bit like some advantage. 
This might be controversial, I don't care. I think they're both terrible people, I think they're both terrible candidates. And I don't really see as, as much of a distinction between the two as some might try to persuade me there is. I know too much about her, she's a terrible person, she will be an ineffective member of Congress, and I hold grudges. I wouldn't tell a single soul to support her, to vote for her, no way, no how, period. Yeah, look, Anna. So if anyone should hold a grudge, it's me. On the very but you don't, you don't, you don't. I don't understand you, and like I'm actually getting angry right now just <laughs> thinking about it. Like Jake is so insanely and unbelievably nice. Like where does that come from? Okay, hold on. So let's explain, right? So I keep it real. I've told Katie Hill talked about it, so I felt free to talk about it. I'm not violating any, you know, privacy in that sense. Katie Hill called me when she found out that I was running, and and. We had a nice conversation. She tried to say, hey, please get out of the race because we already handpicked Christy. I said, I don't mind you calling, but my answer is no, right? Um, and and then the last thing Katie said was, now Jenk, let's not make it personal. So she hung up the phone, then probably called Christy. And the very next thing that they did was they called all the press and said, Jenk is a sexist, racist, bigot, anti-Muslim, anti-Semitic, you name it, right? The full blown attack and personal attack extraordinaire. And then of course all the press since they work for establishment Democrats went along with that hatchet job. My God, if anybody's allowed to hold a grudge, it's me, right? And not only was that stuff not true, it was the opposite of the truth. And they knew they were smearing me and they didn't. By the way, Katie Hill, who's like, oh, I've been smeared. Hell, let's not make it personal and then participates in that smear. Her boyfriend, uh, also smeared Wolfpack, uh, and that pissed me off more than anything else. Yeah, you're not helping your cause. Okay. So, yeah. All right, but eyes on the effing prize. Okay. Now, in the case of Medicare for all, she's going to vote against this. She says she's going to vote against it. I hear you. I hear you. But there are judges. There are other votes, and and I'm not going to put somebody into office who's going to vote with Trump 100% of the time. I'm just not going to do it. So if I, you know, I famously don't live in California 25. That's one of the reasons I didn't win. But if if I could vote in that election, it's still a no brainer. Despite all the dirty things that were done to me, I'd vote for Christy Smith in a second over Mike Garcia. I don't, I don't think that's a hard question at all. Okay. Okay. I, I, she is not going to be a fighter against Donald Trump. She's just not. No, I know She's that. not going to no, advance anything that, ma- anything that matters. She will uh, serve as one of Nancy Pelosi's puppets. If she, she better be careful though. Any missteps, Christy, you better be a good girl. Any missteps, if you maybe happen to be in the middle of a nasty divorce and your husband puts nasty stuff out there about you, Nancy Pelosi will definitely stab you in the back. So you better be a good girl and a nice little puppet for the establishment, okay? No, I, I'm not telling anyone to vote for anyone in that race. Disgusting. Okay. Moving on. All right, now let's move on. Apparently, <laughs> she's a terrible person. Um, it's not just about what she represents as a politician. Knowing what I know about her firsthand and the disgusting political games that she engaged in to try to destroy you and to try to intimidate people here at this place of work. Yeah, no, I hear you. Uh, but look, uh, she—that's standard. Politics. I, I'm way more angry at the media than I am at Christie. So Christie takes the lobbyist money, the PAC money, and then at the end pretended, lied uh, that she didn't. Okay, so she did an ad 
where she said, now I don't take a dime of corporate money. Now I know for a fact, I you know, I actually barely came on the Young Turks to talk about it. I think Young Turks covered me less than Allison Hartson, Brad Welter, AOC, etc. during their run. But anyway, but I put it on Twitter, etc. All the PAC money that she took, those they say, oh no, that's not a corporate PAC, that's Steny Hoyer's PAC. Who do you think Steny Hoyer took to that? Pack money from from corporations, Goldman Sachs, Bank of America, you name it. She took money. Chrissy did from Jeff Pack. Jeff Dunham runs that pack. He's a, for, a Republican, former congressman. That pack has Koch brother money on. But to be to be fair, D Triple C. That was the the folks who spent seven hundred fifty thousand dollars for Christy in the last week of the election. Number one donor to D Triple C, Bain Capital. That's the money she used, and it's at the bottom of the ad, paid for by the D Triple C. To say she doesn't take corporate money, it came from Bain Capital. Bain Capital paid for the ad where she claims she doesn't take corporate money. So I'm not going to lie on behalf of Christy Smith and say no, no, no. Now she's wonderful. Now that she's won, hey, we're all Democrats, Democrats, Democrats. Okay, oh, uh, Team D, and uh, so don't even put her. No, like I don't. But the reason I'm saying don't put her picture up is because, despite all that, it's not personal for me. It just isn't. I understand how that game is played, and it's systemic corruption. You think other people don't take DCCC money? You think other people don't take that? Those those don't do the money laundering packs like Horace Pack, etc., and Nancy Pelosi's pack. Almost all of them do it. So it's not like they're worse than Christy Smith or Christy Smith's worse than them. Christy Smith is just a very, very, very standard politician. And so between a standard Democrat and a standard Republican, I'll take the standard Democrat, but it doesn't make me happy about it. And that's why I'm trying to fix the system. That's why I ran in the first place, because I wanted to give people a choice. So now let's talk about why I lost, okay? Okay. So um, could it be because she and her campaign put out of context videos out there of you and tried to accuse you of being pro bestiality? Did that, did, that have, did that have anything to do with it? Yeah. Well, did it? A little bit. I don't know. Okay. Hmm. So, hmm. Yeah, it's not, but it's not personal. It's not personal. It's just politics. It's just <laughs> not personal. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. So. I hold grudges. Okay. And I don't ask permission for it. <laughs> so. Okay. All right. I hear you. Um, so uh, look, again, that, that's why I'm more mad at it, and not just mad, but disappointed in the media. Because, so one side does political tricks, okay, it's politics, right? But the media is supposed to be the refs. Okay, so is Jenks' career defined by sexism and racism? If you know anything about my career, that's a laughable, laughable proposition. No actual reporter would report it that way. It doesn't mean that they cover up for anything that I might have said wrong, they might mention it, but they would. If there were 1% reported, they would give it context. In fact, the best articles written about our race were almost all from college newspapers. Because they were learning journalism as it's supposed to be, and they haven't been corrupted by the mainstream media yet. So they would give one side, they would give the other side, and they would give context. They would ask Christie supporters, but they'd also ask my supporters. Whereas the mainstream media, New York Times, LA Times, etc., they would only talk to Christie supporters and pretend they represented the whole district. Right, and Christie would hand them the supporters. Say, and sometimes they'd be staffers, okay? And 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 the New York Times would be like, well, of course that's true. Here's the person who represents the community who works for Christie Smith, and write it down. Jenk, uh, I found a comment from 17 years ago. That's it. That you're defined. Your entire life is defined by that one comment out of the 12,000 hours I've said on air. Mm-hmm. So the reporters uh, are the malicious ones. I'm keeping it real. Now you want to. You want to talk about grudges? Because 
It's one thing for a football team to cheat. It's another thing for the ref to be in on it. Right. Okay, and so no, the media in this country is 100% broken. And look, I had family members over during Thanksgiving when all this stuff was happening. And apparently my uncle voted for Donald Trump, even though he's a Muslim immigrant. And Donald Trump wanted to ban Muslim immigrants. I asked my cousin why, she said because he watches Fox News. It's brainwashing, 100% brainwashing. And Fox News brainwashed my uncle, but I gotta admit, a lot of family and friends who are wonderful, smart people, very smart people, brainwashed by CNN, New York Times, NPR. And I hear them all the time, Biden is electable, Bernie's not electable, blah, blah, blah. The same programming, the same brainwashing, but from the establishment perspective, it isn't journalism, it's propaganda. And participating in it and is, is gross and the editors are way worse than the reporters. I'll talk to a reporter and the reporter, the last LA Times story, the reporter seems so lovely and smart and reasonable. And something happened between our conversation and the last story that came out, the very last LA Times story that came out two days before the election. Actually, it was the most important because when you Googled the election, it was the first thing that came up, okay? And I talked about her record and, and she has an F rating in 100 Democratic groups combined. Gave her an F rating because she constantly votes with Republicans. Her record on criminal justice reform is abysmal, etc. I explained it all. The reporter totally understood it. The article comes out. Christie's the correct pick, right pick. Everybody loves Christie. Jenk questioned her voting record, something along those lines. And then Christie says, has a quote from her saying she 100% supports her voting record. But wait a minute. But but what's the truth? Okay, I say one thing, she says the other thing. You're supposed to then tell the readers, okay, who's right? But they never did. The last quote was, she defends her voting record, which she says is stellar, something along those lines. Mm -hmm. I, I doubt it was the reporter, maybe I'm naive too. But that one felt like the editors. I bet you she wrote it, because she was genuinely, the reporter seemed to be genuinely outraged by her record on many issues, including criminal justice reform. But I bet you the editor was like, no. No, it'll be biased to say what her voting record actually was. And you know, the only one sentence they had on it was that her voting record, it was not in the progressive camp of the Democratic Party. She voted with the Republicans dozens of times. It's not about progressive camp. In all those votes, almost all the other Democrats in the assembly voted the other direction. She was against the entire Democratic voting Party. Voting along with Republicans is what Democrats do though. So that's, you know, that's a Democrat 101, which, you know, even after 2016, I was so naive to think that there was a difference between the two parties. But like, look, and people will disagree with me, that's fine. But I just want to be clear about something. The one thing that aesthetically differentiates Republicans from Democrats is that, oh, well, when it comes to the social issues, the Democrats care, right? Like mm -hmm. they actually want to protect disenfranchised groups of people, they're against racism. No, 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 don't. Do not get it twisted. They talk the talk, but when push comes to shove, they never care about representing those groups of people or protecting those groups of people or pushing for reforms that create a better life for those groups of people, okay? They exploit those groups for political gain and they turn their backs on them. There is no real substantive difference between Democrats and Republicans in this country. I'm talking about the establishments. It's just the fact of the matter. It, you, you see it in the votes, you see it when it comes to the issues that actually impact the lives of Americans. So the LA Times in earlier stories uh, had uh, smeared me.
But when it came to actually talking about her actual voting record and just not having an opinion on it, but stating it, they refused to do it. So it's not just that they attack progressives viciously, they but they purposely protect establishment Democrats. Yeah, they do. Now, if her voting record was great, why didn't they just say it? Why wouldn't they say, "Hey, she voted with the Democratic Party 98% of the time"? No, since it was hurtful to her, they would not state her voting record. Mm -hmm. So again, I don't know who made that decision, but the article speaks for itself. It's very clear. At a best case scenario, it's journalism that goes, "He said, she said, I'm what the fuck would I know? What am I a reporter or what am I an editor?" Oh, sorry, I forgot this was the, I thought it was a post game. <laughs> okay, um, okay, um, so anyway, let's get to before we run out of time. Yeah. Uh, what this determines the races, okay? Uh, and, and why I lost. So uh, looking back on it, keeping it real, 90% um, of politics is name recognition. So let's talk about my mistakes in analyzing the race. In three months, it was impossible to build up name recognition in a district. I kept saying if the race is winnable, we're gonna win it. Because I really, I know no one's gonna believe this given the results. But I think we ran an excellent race, and I think they ran a very bad race, okay? But they, they barely ever were out there. They didn't even send anyone to the polling stations. We sent all of our volunteers and staffers to be 100 yards outside the polling stations, handing out material. We worked so hard, and not, not only did we work hard, we had the right ads. We know based on the reactions that we got, etc. Mm -hmm. We knew that her ads were generic, etc. And doing all of the right mechanics, Based on meta studies on how to reach voters, etc., having a great team, having awesome volunteers, it didn't matter. In three months, it turns out the race was not winnable, and that's my bad. That's totally on me. Okay, it it because name recognition is everything. We all skewed by our perspective on politics because the main thing we see is the presidential elections. And the presidential elections, even then, name recognition is everything. But sometimes you get to a point where Everybody knows Bernie Sanders, everybody knows Joe Biden, and then we go to the debates. And that is where it is a very, very rare situation where the policies actually matter. Or Warren versus Bloomberg in a debate, and the whole country's watching, and the policy matters. And they both have enough name recognition. But in a local race, we did the debates, you saw my debate. Everybody who saw the debate thought I eviscerated everybody on stage. That but was like the best moment of this entire campaign. Like yeah, it was so good. It, yeah, and you know how many people saw it? Uh, my best guess is 800 people. There's 700,000 people in the district, so it doesn't matter how you go to do how well you do in the debates because nobody ever sees them, right? The only thing that matters is is if people know your name. So, and we spent a good amount of money, but she already had name recognition because she was the assembly member for 58% of that district. They'd already voted for her. They'd already, she'd already run a couple of campaigns there. They already knew her. So, you know, I, going in, I told you guys, I don't know how big of an impact that's gonna have. It turns out the answer was huge. Okay, then on top of that, the media comes in, and it wasn't the smear job that was as damaging as. Every article and every news story implicitly telling their readers she's the real candidate. She'd always be mentioned first, 
They'd always mentioned that she was a beloved assembly member from the community, etc. And that all the Democrats had backed her and that I was an interloper, an outsider. Every article would mention he has a troubled past. Every article would mention that I didn't live in the district. Everything that every article said, he's a bad guy, she's wonderful, right? You cannot overcome that. You just, it turns, it's obvious in the numbers, it is impossible to overcome. So if you do all the great things and you have your volunteers knock on all these doors and they send all these texts and you do everything right, and the media goes, screw you, you're screwed in a, in a, in a congressional race. Sometimes you'll have a Senate race big enough, Warren Elizabeth Warren versus Scott Brown, where you're finally discussing policies and issues, etc. But overall, in most of these races, that's it. Now, okay, before we run out of time, I know we got a whole half hour in the post game where I will curse more. Okay, and we'll show you some of the ads that I had and a lot more lessons learned. But I got to tell you while while we're still doing this that publicly, that um, uh, so what do I take away from that? We have to have progressive candidates, and I don't know how they're going to do this because we're all we're not wealthy. So I don't know how you run for a year and a half not making any money. It's nearly impossible. But somehow we have to find a way. Okay, you got to run a year and a half, and then you got to do it again. So Jessica Cisneros lost last time. She's going to win next time. Okay, she just lost yesterday to Cuellar. It was a really narrow loss. But just like Bernie Sanders built up name recognition in 2016, that's why he lost to Hillary Clinton. He would have won that race if they had the same amount of name recognition. But he lost because at that point he was building his name recognition. He didn't build it quickly enough. Now he has enough name recognition and he has a real shot at winning. If Jessica runs again, having built up her name recognition, she'll almost certainly beat Cuellar, mark my words, okay? So we as progressives have to do this several times have to outwork them for long stretches of time to build up that name recognition to be able to win. Otherwise, when they go in the voting booth, not only have they not heard your ideas, they've never even heard your name. So you have no chance of winning. I'm, I'm being realistic with you guys, that's the reality. Okay, but again, we will have plenty of chance because at least we learned these lessons and we will apply them going forward. All right, now there's so much more about this race. We're gonna talk about it in the post game for our members. Our members are the ones that sustain us. That's why we do the last half hour of the Young Turks for members only. TYT.com slash join to become a member and hear the rest of the story, including watching some of the ads that I ran. And who stuck by me? Who who were the folks who were loyal? There's a little bit of drums there because of the implicit non-loyalty. Anyway, we'll save that for then. And please help our fundraising drive as well here to sustain Young Turks. TYT.com slash go to do that. All right, we'll be right back for the members.